Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The first thing I want to talk about is the safety of children on the internet because, of course, it is something that's paramount. Child safety in this country is something we should take very seriously. It should be our priority because they are the future of the country. But the children's rights groups are calling for an establishment of a digital safety officer to protect children online. And to talk to me a bit more about that is the chief executive of the ISPCC, John Church. Good afternoon to you, John. Good afternoon. Uh, John, it does concern me when I see parents with a young child of eight years of age with a little tablet in the car and you say to them, "Is that? do you think that's safe enough? And they go, Asha, they're only watching YouTube. Do, is that something that worries people? Do, are, are, we, are we just taking our hands off the wheel, so to speak, when it comes to young children and what they're exposed to in general? I think I, think I have to agree with that. I think, I mean, ultimately... We conducted some research back in 2018. We talked to parents, we talked to children on Chiline every single day. We get thousands of calls throughout the week, um, and many of them tell us about the issues. We do, we do think there is some credence in the fact that some parents may, you know, they're very busy, they're, 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 they're stressed out driving their kids around. It is a very easy option to hand over your tablet or whatever to be an extra babysitter. I think we would always say, you really need to know what your child is accessing online. And I know you're concerned, obviously, about you know what they're exposed to in relation to, say, sexual exploitation, etc. But I suppose the inappropriate content is something that's very concerning, too. When you have children exposed to, I suppose, what we would have deemed many years ago to be adult conversations, be it around things like abortion or politics or whatever it has. In other words, things that don't really concern children and might worry them unnecessarily at a very young age. That's yeah. something that we weren't exposed to. And I don't know how old you are, John, but certainly I wasn't exposed to it at my age. And my parents constantly monitored watch I, what I watched on TV. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and we're, not, we're not suggesting that, that every child is, 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 is monitored in that sort of way. But, you know, I always look at, this, at the analogy offline versus online. If your child is playing in the front garden and a, and a stranger comes up and starts talking to them, you run out and find out who they are, what they're talking about, and what business they want. You need to be doing the same online as well. What's the difference? So children, we know through contact and through child line, are accessing uh, inappropriate or age-inappropriate material every single day. And, you know, they're not equipped with it. They can't handle it. Um, so it's, it's really important that the parents know mm-hmm. what they're what they're accessing. And, 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 you know, part of that research we carried out as well showed that parents, many parents are afraid to get involved with their online activity because they don't understand the technology, they don't understand the platforms, and they don't, they don't want to appear stupid in front of their kids, you know. And, I mean, the, the, this establishment of a digital safety officer, I mean, what would the power of a digital safety officer do or what would be the, the role of the digital safety officer? I mean, what, what can they actually do? Because the internet is so vast, obviously, and a lot of it is really yeah. outside this country anyway. No, absolutely. I mean, the internet knows no boundaries. You know, if this was just an Irish situation, we'd put in yeah. I mean, we you can, contain can it. you can control me and you can control radio sure. because we have regulators to control that. Sure. But there is no regulators for social media, unfortunately. No, and I think that therein lies the crux. You know, currently online service providers are subject to very little uh, regulation. You know, the tech industry is so fast-paced, new products are developed and launched all the time. And, you know, I think self-regulation of the industry can result in inconsistent standards being applied. So we certainly would not endorse that. And as I said earlier, children under the age of 13 
they're on social media platforms despite current age restrictions. So the only way that we see it as as uh, as, as as working properly is to have a digital safety commissioner. Now there are there are laws. Uh, I mean, certainly the bill has been passed in the last few weeks. We're in a bit of a hiatus at the moment, as we all know, mm-hmm. and we're calling on the government to pick that baton up and continue it. But I completely agree with it. And many, many years ago, actually, myself and a friend, we had an idea and we approached uh, the Irish Internet Safety Board, I think it was at the time, mm-hmm. uh, with an idea that we had to try and protect children online. But I, I'm wondering, because the Internet now has got so vast to when I started investigating this whole thing many, many years ago, what the role could be or how the role yeah. could actually do anything. And I'm not trying to undermine the role, but I'm just wondering what it can actually do. Well, I think... In answering that question, if you look at your own medium, which is radio, TV, outdoor, they're all fully regulated. You can't put up harmful material and get away with it. I think it should be the same online. So the very first thing, in the very minimum, a commissioner should should implement is is a code of conduct for online providers to enforce age-appropriate design and safety by design. Um, I think, secondly, the commissioner could also have responsibility for resolving complaints from children and young people and their families, say, when service providers fail to respond and they could have, a legal, you know, they could have legal powers to ensure or to issue sanctions and mm. uh, seek takedown orders and, and where there's failure to comply. I mean, uh, that would be... happening that... in the Australia. There's a very good example But there would Australia. have to be some sort of worldwide agreement, wouldn't there? Because that would be all well and good for Irish websites or Irish providers or, you know, or whoever it happens to be. But realistically... There's nothing somebody, you know, in an office in Ireland, uh, with the greatest respect, can do about YouTube or Yahoo or, or uh, you know, Facebook or Twitter or TikTok, which is one of the most popular sure. ones for young kids. Uh, there's very little we can do to stop them. We, we've requested, we had this problem many years ago with a website called Ask FM. Do you remember that very famous story? Oh, yes, yes, Where yes. sadly some young people had lost their lives because of, yeah. I suppose, um, I suppose the um, body image, they, they were being told that they were ugly and all sorts of carry on. And, and it was a horrendous story, but we tried desperately I think they were based in Belgium, from what I remember. Yeah, and we tried, but there was nothing we could do apart from say to them, "Can you do something?" And if they didn't, sure, what could we do? Yeah, I suppose many of the big providers, the platforms we're talking about, that we we all know and our household names are on our doorstep. You know, so that makes life slightly easier for us. The first thing we need to do is put our own legislation in place. There is a lot happening at EU level as well, and you um, and and eventually there will be EU directives. So this is happening, and this 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 uh, this this will eventually happen, and they'll eventually, um, you know, the, the hope is that they'll eventually be able to trap this. Um, you, you saw yesterday the the, the launch of the Angara Siakona and the the telecos signing up to um, blocking certain sites. You know that that's certainly a welcome thing. Absolutely. And you know th- th- this is as we talk about forming a government, you hear all the serious issues of homelessness, climate change. Online safety has to be wrapped in there as well because, you know, this is the world that children live in. And in the same way as we're, we're spending a lot of money and trying to keep people safe on the roads and building the awareness of that, we should be doing the same online as well. It's, 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 it's just a no-brainer as far as I'm concerned. And this whole online-offline distinction 
children don't think like that. That's that's their space. That's where they live. So we need to protect it for them. All right. Well, listen, thank you very much indeed. And some great work there. And I hope that continues and hope we get where you want to go. Uh, thank the you. Chief Executive of the ISPCC, John Church. Um, but I want to ask you the question, uh, the listeners today, in relation to where we go with child safety online. Uh, today, I want to know uh, if you think we are giving uh, children these days too much free reign when it comes to their online material, i.e., I know a lot of kids, sorry, for example, are on TikTok, if you're not familiar with it. Um, it's, I suppose, very like kind of Snapchat or one of those things. I, I'm not too familiar with it, but you put videos up anyway, short videos. But I've seen TikTok and a lot of the stuff is completely inappropriate for a child that goes up on TikTok. I know I don't know a huge amount about it and how easy it is to use it, but I'm assuming it's just you take a video on your phone and you upload it to TikTok as you would YouTube or anything else. But it's meant to be more child-friendly, but it certainly isn't. I've seen some of the stuff on it, it's not. We tend to just hand an iPad or, you know, a tablet of some description to a child of eight and say, sure, it's grand, but they're only on YouTube. It's okay, I keep an eye on They're only on YouTube. But you understand what's on YouTube for an eight-year-old. YouTube is not appropriate for an eight-year-old. Yeah, they can watch Peppa Pig on it, and that's fine. But they can also go down the rabbit hole and watch loads of other stuff as well. That they will be, you know, I suppose, enticed into watching with the, the kind of sidebar of tips of what they can watch or encouragement of what they should watch. I want to know if you think it's concerning. There are young children creating videos and apps uh, online that are probably very inappropriate. What age is the right age, I mean, to actually have a child? Do you think it's acceptable, say, for anybody under the age of 12 to have access to the internet? Free reign, so to speak. Do you think that's perfectly acceptable, say, under the age of 12, to walk away and let them sit there with a tablet in their hand looking at whatever they want to look at? Do you think that's acceptable under the age of 12? I don't. Do you think it's acceptable to give an eight-year-old an iPad and say they're only watching YouTube? Is that acceptable? I don't. I think it's irresponsible. I want to know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Is it irresponsible to allow young children on the internet uh, let me go to Bernie first, if I can. Bernie! Oh, why have we lost Bernie there for some reason? Oh, we got her back in a second. Um, all right. <laughs> keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Somebody says, by the way, we don't want United Ireland. We have enough problems here. Leave well enough alone. Well, I kind of get the gist of that. And just to mention as well, uh, speaking of going away, we've got a wonderful holiday to give away, uh, thanks to touramerica.ie and United Airlines. And we're going to send four people off to Orlando, Florida for seven nights. Wouldn't that be amazing? Now... Over the next two hours, I'm going to play your cue to text. Now, if you don't know what that is, now don't text in now, okay? Promise me you'll do it. I'm just going to let you know what it sounds like. It sounds like this, all right? You listen? It's that time to go-go to Universal Orlando. Don't text in yet. I'm just giving you a cl- I'm just telling you what it sounds like. Now, when you hear that again over the next hour and a half or so, all you've got to do is text or WhatsApp the word WIN to 87 and we will try and put you into that draw with PJ and Jim Friday week. All right, that is going to be happening with PJ and Jim at 10 o'clock on Friday, February the 21st. And somebody will be heading off to Orlando to the beautiful Universal's Endless Summer Resort Dockside Inn and Suites. We'll also give you tickets to Universal Studios, Islands of Adventure and the beautiful water theme park Volcano Bay. All right, and you'll get all of that thrown in with the holiday for four people, all right? So all you got to do is listen out for that. Cue to text. When you hear it, text the word WIN and your name to 087-188-0008. Now, let me go to Bernie. Bernie, you're back. Hi, how are you? Now, Bernie, Bernie before we start, okay? Are yeah. You, are you ready? Are your ears open? <laughs> Happy yes. birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Bernie. 
Happy birthday to you. Oh, thank you. That was the nicest gift ever. Thank you. You're welcome, Bernie. Right. Oh, you're so nice. Getting back right. to the topic. I mean, is it irresponsible, you know, to see a child of eight or nine sitting there with a tablet and mammy or daddy says, Asher, it's grand. They're only looking at YouTube. Sure, watch it. Well, how bad could that be? I know. And I'll, listen, I have three. Uh, they're 13, 8 and 5. And they tell me, Granny, I'm going on YouTube and I'm in and out and I'm going, what's safe on it? I don't, I don't know what security is on it. I'm terrified. And they say, it's only this. And they're painting and they're looking at, you know, guys playing with, you know, those Autobots or whatever those things are. Mm. And I really don't have a clue. And I put on parental guidance on, on the computer as much as I know how to do it. Uh, and I'm just as clueless as they are. And I would like someone to teach me. I would happily like to know that I could press a button and that there's the security police there in the background because I really don't know. Well, there, there's I don't no, unfortunately, there is no button you can press. YouTube is an entity unto itself. Now, in fairness to YouTube, you're not going to get nudity on YouTube. Um, you're not going to get, you know, any kind of sexual, well, visually sexual content. But you will have inappropriate contact. You will have adult conversations. You know, you will be having conversations about, you know, people having conversations about sexuality. There'll be a lot of bad language. So kids can easily go down that road. And I, I think children are like sponges at that age. They are, of course. I mean, I watch them and they've, they've, they're like absorbed. They're out, you know, if you give them an hour on, a, on an eye, their eyes are goggled. Like, you know, their, their pupils are dilated. They're watching with all excitement. They believe everything they're watching. Like, I mean, go with the days you could hand them paper and a crayon and off you went. Mm. And at least you, you watch them drawing and if, they, you know, and if they came up with anything, you'd live, you know, at least you'd be able to discuss it with them. But this is, this is so fast. It's like in the blink of an eye. There's so much stuff coming in. You might even miss it yourself. You know, if you, I just, I would like to see more proper, Definitely more guidelines. See, I don't don't disagree with anything you spoke, spoke about today. I'm when, I when, when we hear the arguments from some people, but children today are so much better off because they have so much information at their fingertips, right? I didn't have that information at my fingertips. I think I'm a reasonably intelligent person. I fared all right out in life, generally speaking. I don't think I missed out on anything. If I really needed to know something, I had to go down to the library. Now, don't take me wrong. I'm not suggesting we go back to those days either. I think, you know, the internet is wonderful. Children of 15 or 16 to do their projects. They can get all the information they want without actually leaving the home or having a, some sort of set of encyclopedias, which is great and it's wonderful. But in saying that, I, I'm really concerned about young children, particularly under the age of 12, who are being led astray by information, not just, you know, sexual or bad language, but generally information, you know, information, say, about sexuality, about gender, about opinions, about politics, about abortion, or whatever it happens to be, whatever the kind of hot topic is, that these ch- young children may be listening to this stuff and are forming opinions on matters that they shouldn't be forming opinions on at such a very young age. Yes, like, you know, should we be going more stricter and saying nobody under the age of 10 is allowed to ha- own or pres- have a, any device? You know, I, I would we, agree. I would absolutely agree with that, but I don't know how you would legislate that, but I would completely agree with it. Well, I mean, if you saw a pair, you know, we should not be allowed to hand, I mean, we're all, I know I'll take responsibility, I handed my phone on occasions to my grandson if, he, if I'm busy with something or I want to distract him for a minute and have a conversation. I should be a mate to stop that. I should not be doing that. That's bad reflection on myself for doing that. You know, yeah, well, um, well we and, do and use I, devices as babysitters. I know that. Yeah, but I think you know, if we could bring in something that we all could adhere to, as in legislation that nobody under the age of ten is allowed to own or have any access to these things, um, that we would all follow that. 
and maybe that would be a way to go because there's time enough to learn about life as you say yourself we all learned it as we went along and it didn't make us stupid I mean I like yourself I didn't have any access to any of these things until I was in my 30s or 40s mm. and I'm, I'm, I don't believe that I'm any stupid or I am stupid around the, uh, the concepts of some of the things that are there and the content of a lot of things I'm not familiar with them and I'm not very up to speed well I, I felt I was up to speed right and I, I think I kind of have a fair grab on everything right but when I, when I look into it I, deeper, I don't. I mean, TikTok is the kind of big thing at the moment for younger children. I'm not very familiar with it. I just know kids can put up videos. I know it's meant to be child-friendly. But I've seen some of the content on TikTok. And it's not yeah. child-friendly. Actually, let me just ask Helena, because she knows more about TikTok and all that kind of stuff than I do. Helena, TikTok, is, is that meant to be for children? Is it promoted to children? Believe it or not, the... the Three of us out here were just talking about it, and uh, Alex, um, he's in on it on uh, work experience with us. Seems to know more about it, but it it seems to be that it's like a follow on from the vines. Do you remember vines? The six second know? videos, yeah. So what the, what the kids do is they they there'll be music, and there's some certain dance moves or something that you might have to do, and the kids do it and record themselves doing it, and that's why it goes viral. That's essential. But I've seen some videos on TikTok that wouldn't be very child friendly. I mean, you know, of adults doing stuff that wouldn't be very child friendly. There probably is. Alex is nodding and saying yes behind me here. There seems to be more. Alex, do you want to talk to Niall about it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> this poor this poor chap is. It didn't turn in today, and he's doing a bit of work experience from school. Oh God. And uh, he's like, Alex, move over close to that microphone yeah. there. This is this first radio experience God love Hi Alex you're doing great Alex I mean do you believe that that's appropriate what you've seen on TikTok is it appropriate no, for young children it wouldn't be appropriate for young children I'd say it's more so for teenagers and up yeah um, it, you, it stemmed originally I think from a music app of just lip syncing Right. And now since it's been rebranded, it's sort of a comedy kind of thing. Right, okay. So, so it's similar to what, um, if you've ever seen the six-second video Vine. Yeah. Do you remember that closed down a few yes. years ago? It yeah. seems to be to fill in the competition for what was there for Vine, you see. Right, okay. So, so, so these can be videos of adults doing strange stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, it could be. There's a lot of celebrities taking on now. It's becoming more mainstream. It's, um, it's a Chinese company that set, up, set it up originally. Right, so it's not really friend- It's not appropriate for an eight-year-old, is it? No, no, it's not. Now, I have to say there is... For instance, there is limits on what they'll allow on it. You know, if there's any content that could be deemed inappropriate, such as weapons or anything in videos, they'll take that down straight away. It's, right, okay. And you can report a video, I'm assuming, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and, and do you think the internet generally is... Are children protected? Do you believe they're protected in any way? If... I don't think they're protected unless they're being monitored by parents. Realistically, okay. there has to be either um, a safety protocol set up on devices or vi- actual visual... Um, monitoring of their children how old are you, how old are you now Alex 16 ok when, when did you go on social media first can you remember what age you were 12 we're in 12 ok well, that, that's kind of responsible enough isn't yeah, it yeah my parents like, I didn't get a phone until I was 12, 13 ok you know my parents would have been strict about that my little sister is 12 uh, she doesn't have a phone ok she has an iPad but she doesn't have a phone and she's on limited social media really, only recently on Snapchat re- really ok no other right. social media is or anything Okay, all right, okay. That's well done, good. Alex. That, yeah. that's, thank you, Alex, for that update. You're, you're great. No um, I, you see, I, I would say that under 10 should not be allowed on them. And I know, you know, we have to find another solution for it, but I just don't think it's safe. But see, but they, 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 with herein lies the problem. There's Alex, he's 16 years of age. He knows more about it than we do. Uh, yeah. And uh, and I figured that I was really tech savvy, and I you know, but thankfully my kids are a bit older now, so I don't have to concern myself with it too much anymore. But and if I, my kids were younger, I probably would concern myself a bit more about it, uh, yeah. because I remember my own daughter when she was about twelve years of age begging me to go on Facebook because Facebook she's now eighteen and Facebook had become really popular at that stage, and I wouldn't let her. I didn't. She didn't get on until she was fourteen. 
Well, I mean, I didn't go on Facebook until I was in my 40s, I think. You know, I mean, I had no idea. And even now, I, cr- I closed down my account because I just didn't have a clue those people hacking it. I just didn't know. I'm not, I'm not savvy enough to know. I wasn't safe. I didn't feel safe enough mm. that I could go anywhere. And I don't think, I mean, if I'm at that age and feeling unsafe, how would a five okay, or six-year-old even assume to know well, then let, me, let me ask you the question then again that I asked today. Then Is it irresponsible of parents to allow children under the age of 12 access or free reign on the internet, on the tablet? Yeah, I, I would okay. say yes that they need to have more, we need to have more stricter guidelines in place. Okay, well, let, me, let me just go, and John, just stay with me. I want to go to Peter first. Stay there, please, if you can. Uh, Peter, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Peter? How you doing, Niall? Uh, yeah, look, if you're giving them unrestricted access, that's ridiculous. Well, we do. Well, well, that's what we, so, unless you're standing you beside like, your child all the time. I don't. Like, um, YouTube, you can get YouTube Kids, which it's only child content, doesn't it? YouTube Kids? Yeah. All right, but uh, but from what I believe, even on YouTube Kids, there has been videos which have been completely inappropriate for children. Yeah, but that all got sorted as far as I figured out. Well, I think people have to report those videos then for them to be removed when they get uploaded. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it, there's still a risk. I mean, and I, 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 I think... There is a risk. Yeah, I mean, I think what was said earlier on by the ISPCC was, and he made a really good point, Peter... If, some, if your kid was out in the garden at eight years of age and a stranger walked up to the railings and said, come here for a second, and started talking to them, you would immediately go outside and want to know what they're talking to your child about. Yes, we would hand your child an iPad at eight or nine years of age, leave them sitting on the stairs or up on their bed while we're making the dinner, and they're watching people talking, adults talking, about something that could be completely inappropriate. Right, but using the same thing, Neil, if... If someone walks up and starts talking to your child in the front garden and you're not watching them, how are you going to know? But we're not watching them all the time when they're on iPads. Well, I am. Oh, you're not. Come on, Peter, be honest. You're not. I am being honest. Well, you're sitting beside your child. How old is your child? I'm not, being, I'm not having a go at you. I'm just Davis asking. Is six. And will they have an iPad? Most of the times they'll sit in the sitting room and watch Netflix on the telly. But have they got a tablet at six years of age? Not theirs, no. Their older sister has one. She's 16. Right, okay. So will they be using their older sister's tablet? Very rarely, and it's only YouTube kids that can access. But are you saying when they have it in their hand, you're sitting there for the whole They're time? They're at the table beside us, yeah. Well, okay, okay, okay. But, oh my okay, God, well, I sound like the worst grandmother ever. Well, no, well, that, well, no, no you're not, Barry. If, if your child is in the garden with a stranger, you still have to see that child to be able to do anything about it. So if your child's on an iPad, you have to be able to see that child do anything about it. But I think, I think most responsible parents, if their eight-year-old was out in the garden or five-year-old was out in the garden, they would be keeping an eye on them. Exactly. Yeah, and they also have to be in their garden. They'd be in the garden, of course, yeah. Where there's yeah, a, there's so it would so, be the same with the internet. But I don't think the, the... At least the garden has that safety net of a railings in between them yeah. and the adult. I don't believe that the internet has any safety nets. No, and uh, it's too right, late to pick it, up the wrong thing. Do, you take that iPad or iPhone or anything off that child and check back through the search history, you'll see anything that was on the rail. It's not that hard, really. No, but I mean, if they see something, just a small glance, if they see something inappropriate once, that could frighten them, for the, that could fear of God for the rest of the day. Say they saw something inappropriate, like someone being stabbed or whatever, for a few seconds while your eyes was off them, that's them finished. Uh, their mental health could explode in there. They could leave them a complete wreck for the rest of their day. And apart from anything else, I mean, I've, I've, I've often sat there, Peter, on YouTube at night, I'd be in bed and I'd look, somebody would send me a link to a video on YouTube. And then I'll watch that. And then, it, of course, as you know, on the side, it'll suggest more videos. I'll watch that. I'll watch that. And you go down this rabbit hole. I mean, yeah. and I'm an adult, and I end up down that rabbit hole for hours sometimes watching stuff, which 
And it does form your mind. Even as an adult, it has an influence on you, right? You go, geez, I didn't know that. Oh, my God, is that true? So even as an adult, you can imagine what a child, what that's doing to a child. That's information we never had as children, Peter. Yeah. Yeah. But we didn't have it, and it didn't do us any harm, Peter. I don't mean to disrespect. You know, I know you're you're a good parent, and I'm not saying anything for that did or not. But did we not have it? Was it simpler that we could actually, you know, we didn't have this accessibility, and we had a bit more of our own innocence kept this could destroy your child in a few seconds if it's yeah, not something inappropriate. I'm not just doing any of that fact. I, my problem is the fact that everybody's looking for someone else to sort the problem. Monitor your own child. No, no, I, I, no, I, I do no, agree I, with you. Yeah, you're, you're the person yeah, who can solve it. You can have the watershed on a television at 9 o'clock at night, but you can't force the kids not to watch it. It's up to the parents to let but it not I, I, watch Yeah, Peter, and I completely concur with what you're saying. However, I do feel that there should be better safety precautions taken by the companies that are, uh, you know, are, they should be more responsible. Well, you've be, be a long time waiting for that to happen. But you know what I mean? Yeah. They, 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 we should be able to put something in place. That's what I mean. Well, I, I think I think in the long term that will probably happen. Um, and I think it's starting to happen. Um, some form of, when I say censorship, of monitoring of unregulated stuff online. I think it is starting to get a bit better. But, I, you know, once there's profit in something, she's not going to stop it anyway. Another person says, hi, Niall, I have a 10 and a half year old daughter who has an iPod, or pad, I'm assuming, but doesn't have the same apps, uh, TikTok or Snapchat, like her friends do. Uh, she is the only one in her class uh, who isn't on these apps. And it is, a very, it is a cause of daily arguments in our house as we wouldn't give in and let her have access to these apps. Uh, why can't all parents just do the responsible thing and keep the children off the internet at an appropriate age? It would make life much easier for everybody else. See, that's the point, Peter, isn't it? Everybody yeah. else in our class has it. Everybody in our group ha- is on TikTok and Snapchat under that's the age not, of t- 10. As a parent, yeah, that's what you mean is your child, not your child's friend. Yeah, but... They're get, they're going to get get access if the ch- friends are watching it at school and at some point, you know how, how can the kid not see it if the kids or the friends show it to them? Like you can't be there if that child sees something when you're not with them. Right, you know what I mean? Again, I mean, if there was a kid coming into my class at ten years of age with a porn magazine and showing everybody, uh, it, it would soon be sorted out. Yeah, exactly. But nowadays that doesn't seem to wash anymore. All right, listen. No. Hold on a second, both of you for a second i got to go to John as well, but I have to take a break first. I do apologise, John, for keeping you. And also, I want to come to one or two other callers. I want to know, is it irresponsible to allow your child access to the internet under the age of, say, 10, for example? You bring it down to 10. Let me know you think. The number is 087-188-0008. John O'D, good morning. Yes. John, um, I, you know, I mean, we can't really legislate for it, but is it, it, I mean, it's up to parents. Is it irresponsible for parents to be allowing their children, because every second child now has a tablet or a phone of some description under the age of 10. Is it irresponsible? Well, the only TikTok when I was growing up when I was a 10-year-old was from the clock on the wall. Well, that was it, yeah. <laughs> but look, um, it is irresponsible. There's friends of mine and they're very strict on their kids and they have access to what they're watching. Uh, look, let's be honest, the bottom line is here, you have to be the parent here, and you have to be in a position where you say, can I have your phone, please? Right? Especially if you bought it for them, or even if they save up all their own money, you're still the parent. I want to see your phone, and I want to go through what you're watching, what you've stored on your phone. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what screams are shouting or not, tantrums are thrown, right? You are the parent. You're the one, not the tech giants. You're the one, the parent, in charge of the model upbringing, Right? What the tech giants have done, no, no government have been able to do. They have actually fractured families. The days of sitting around as a family watching the house in the fairy and the Waltons are gone. Right? Everyone is in a different room now of all different ages and not being monitored and you don't know what the name of Christ they're looking at. No 10-year-old should have a smartphone. 
No way. If you buy a 10-year-old a smartphone, you'll be an irresponsible parent, bottom line. Okay, well, so now you're talking to probably 50% of parents out there. Well, 50% of the parents are wrong. Simple as that. I yeah. mean, it's completely well, I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, by the way. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. that I would imagine, I'm kind of guessing now, I would imagine 50% of kids under the age of 10 probably have a smartphone. Yeah. and this Which, which is very concerning, by the way. Yes, and look, there, there, there are a lot of, <laughs> I'd say it as, as I mean it, there's a lot of stupid people out there. And as long as the parents, uh, the, the kids are upstairs in their room with the laptop or the iPad or the smartphone and sitting in the sitting room or whatever, as long as they're quiet and they're over their way, they really don't, couldn't give a you well, this is That's what it's about. You've got parents who maybe are working hard, both parents are working, they come home, they make the dinner for the kids. And, you know, and little Johnny or Mary, who's eight, has the iPad or the tablet or whatever, and he's up in his bedroom. And sure, the parents can relax and watch television. And it's great because for them, they see it as great, you know, because he's not interrupting them anymore. But again, you don't know what they're actually looking at. So, I mean, to me, if you're in the kitchen and if the kid is on the iPad, the kid is in the kitchen with you with the iPad. If they're on the smartphone... I'm sorry, John, at the point... I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry for interrupting you there. I know we kind of right. got cross-wired there. But the point I'm making is we wonder why so many children have mental health issues nowadays. Yeah. Uh, and they have issues around how they appear and how they look and how they feel. It's all be, They're reading all this on the internet. They're seeing all this on the internet because they're not seeing it in society because, you know, we've always had society and yet we haven't had the problems or the mental health problems that we would have had in depression that young children are experiencing at the moment. Yeah, and also, like, I mean, there needs to be legislation passed because we have these, these tech companies right on our doorstep here on our I mean, for even teenagers and young adults, I mean, what they can access, like, I mean, it's frightening. Uh, and how it can influence them and how it can actually upset their, their, their mental welfare. Okay, well, stay there for a second because I want to go to Olive as well. Olive, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Olive? Hiya. Uh, Olive, do you think it's irresponsible to allow a, a young child under 10 on a tablet or a phone? Well, it's like everything else. It's up to the parents. Um, I, I'm not particularly savvy, but... My husband is, so he would do a lot of research on the computers. Mm. On the computers that um, my kids have access to. I can, I, can, <laughs> I can hear them in the background. They want to be on radio now as well. We go on, yeah, go on you're okay. Don't worry yeah. about it. Um, and um, basically, it's it's a fact that our computers, you can put in their date of birth. Yep. That means that they can't access. Um, my, my, my five-year-old tried to access YouTube on her tablet okay. because she wanted to do it. And it wouldn't let her actually get the app on the computer because she wasn't old enough. Right, okay. And what, we what age do you think is appropriate, say, for YouTube? What age would you think is appropriate for YouTube? Um, maybe teenagers. Okay. You know, makeup, makeup okay. tutorials, crafts. Okay. So tutorials, 12, 12 13 years of age, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, anything before, before that you would believe it's inappropriate to allow a child... I mean, don't get me wrong. You, you know, you can watch kiddie stuff on YouTube too. But there but, is, there is a, there's a subsidiary kids tube. Yeah, but again, and, there's um, been problems with that too. You know, there is inappropriate stuff ending up on that as well. Um, yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah there has um, been problems with that too. But yeah, no, that's um, basically it's like my kids. My kids have access to a tablet. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It teaches them skills that. Um, I didn't need, want, or know about when I was a kid because computers were a non-entity. 
But do, my first we miss, I mean, but where we actually, but you're an intelligent woman, Olive, and I'm sure you've done well in life, and I hope you have. So, did, you. Did, yes. did, did, do you think you missed out on something by not having it? I don't think we did. I went, I oh, went no, to the library about, if I wanted information. Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? No, it's it's not about missing out. It's about the fact that the world that we grew up in it doesn't exist anymore. Applying rules that we had when we were kids to today's world. It's just it's. But yeah, but here's the, but here's the point. If if I raised a child without the internet till they were sixteen years of age, right? In other words, they didn't have access to any internet at all till they were sixteen. Do you think that child is missing out on something? Um, I I do. There is a lot of things that um would be used like. Surprisingly enough, my my daughter started school and uh, they do iPad, like we would have done computers. Well, okay, back, okay, you can't avoid that, I, I suppose. Yeah, and I, and I and I do agree it's good for because I've helped my daughter and my children when they were in school with their projects on the internet where they printed exactly. out pictures and history. But I mean, we did the way we used to do that was we'd use an encyclopedia and we'd photocopy pictures, and so we kind of did it differently. Um, we just didn't have the internet. So I don't think I don't think we lost out because of it. available. So, like. Photocopies would be, uh, I think there's one in my local library. That's it. Everything else is printed. And I do, I understand what you're saying, the benefits of the access to the internet. But I'm just wondering what, you know, I know it's not possible to get rid of the internet and I would never suggest no, it for, I never suggest it for a minute because I think it's quite beneficial. Uh, but in saying that, I'm wondering our children, are, do parents believe their children are missing out by not letting them have a smartphone or by not letting them have an iPad, say, we'll say 12 and under, are the parents concerned that they're missing out? Because I don't think they are. No, they're not missing out. Um, I think we're filling their heads with stuff like, they need to concern themselves with. Well, it depends what they're looking at. But I mean, you can't avoid it. I mean, if you've got an 11-year-old or a 10-year-old sitting there with an iPad watching YouTube yeah. or reading the journal.ie or whatever, I mean, they start to concern themselves all about climate change and adult conversation about genders and sexualities and abortion and all the other adult conversations that we have on a daily basis. Those things shouldn't, we shouldn't be influencing children with those kind of worries at that age. No, but you see, the thing is, is that it's it's not just the internet that's doing it. It's the schools that are doing it too. Like, these are conversations that are now being but they're all Yeah, but these conversations are only happening because of the internet and because of access to, you know, conversations from other people around the world. That's why these conversations are happening. These conversations did... I mean, do you think, for example, those kind of situations and those kind of debates around the world didn't happen when we were kids? They did. They just happened locally. Yeah, we just didn't hear about them. Yeah, but you see, the internet facilitated um, the world getting smaller in information, in in the information way. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically, we got things more readily available, like things that took two weeks to get down the line from big smoke down to the country now can get there in two seconds because of the internet. Okay, well, well hold on for a second. Please stay with me, Olive, if you can. Uh, I want to go to Neve after the break who believes it's very difficult to police it. Uh, I want to know what you think. And the question I'm asking is, after talking to the ISPCC, is it irresponsible to allow a child under the age of 10 access to a tablet or a phone? And, and I know you're all kind of saying the same thing. Well, it's up to the parents. And no, I don't think it is. But in saying that, the majority of you probably have already done it or are doing it. And is it appropriate? 
I mean, what is your child watching? When you say, and I, I, on numerous occasions I've had people say, oh, well, it's grand. They're only watching YouTube. Sure, they're nine and they're only watching YouTube. They're in the room there. They're just watching YouTube. What, you think YouTube is safe? It may not have any boobs and stuff like that and sexual content or graphic content on YouTube because they tried to control that to some level. But it does have conversations and people who are promoting certain things or certain agendas which are very dangerous to influence a young child of eight or nine years of age. I they say that your kids are only ever three clicks away from somewhere that you don't want them to be. Yep, three clicks away, Neve. Three clicks, Neve. I know. I know, I know, Neve. I, I mean, look, I, I think the problem is now that even in this short conversation, you can see that no two parents will ever agree. Mm. We all have different standards. Yep. And that's why I was saying it's going to be very hard to police because this has gone on the privacy of people's own homes. But I think we're all oblivious to it. I think because I've listened to mm. Olive and she's lovely and everything else, but she didn't know, for example, there might be some inappropriate videos on KidTube. Um, mm. um, I'm listening to you and I know you're a good parent because you've been on the show for the last year or so and you're very sensible, the rocker sense. But in mm. saying that, I'm pretty sure your young fella, uh, you know, he's probably had a tablet and been on his own, has he? Yeah. Yeah, but he doesn't have access to any sort of YouTube. He doesn't have, I mean, there is no place for him on social media. He will not be ever on social media until he's well into his teens. And I have a thing called Family Link, which means that no matter what game he wants, it automatically comes to my phone and I have to put in a password to say yes or no. He can't do anything, any game. The only thing he plays is games. He's not allowed on YouTube. I just don't. Like, See, well, well okay, know, but that's wonderful, and I and I think that's really responsible. And you seem to know what you're doing. You know, you're not just making this up for the sake of the radio. You know what you're doing. You sound like you know what you're doing. But well, there are I, so I many parents, Neve. Yeah, but there's so many parents who don't know as much as even you do. And th- and it's not that they're badly. They have some sort of bad intentions, and they don't care no, about no. their children. They just don't understand it. That little Johnny yeah. or little Mary is eight, up in the room, and they're watching a video with some twenty-seven-year-old you know, telling them what diet they should be on because they're fat. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's it. And look, I do believe, you know, and I'm not slagging off YouTube because I know, because he has sat beside me, he has asked and said, can I look at such and such to do with my game? I said, yeah, you can have 10 minutes on my phone. My phone, not yours, mine. Mm. Because he's not allowed, his phone won't allow him to download it. So the first time it happened, he asked to go, I'm not going to name the YouTuber, but he asked to go on to this guy to look about something on Minecraft. And I said, yeah, go ahead. And, what, and, uh, Pie, is it? No, it was another guy. Okay, okay An okay. Irish guy. Oh, okay, okay. And oh my God, the language out of this guy. He effed and blinded his way through it. Now, fair enough, he's probably not aimed at kids. So that's fine. He can use any sort of language he wants. But it wasn't appropriate for a child to listen to. So as soon as I heard it, I went, oh, okay, shut that down. But, but, yeah, but, 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 yeah, but, but here's the thing, then, your, chi- your child shouldn't be able to access that. No. There should be a way for you point. to put into YouTube a code that or, or a PIN number, you know, like, like you do with your Sky TV, for example. But there uh, is. There is. On you YouTube. You have to educate on everything. It's called Family Link. It means that your child cannot access anything without your permission. Anything. No, no, what I'm so, saying what I'm saying is, say with YouTube, right, um, itself, for example, so if you let your child on YouTube, that if a video has adult content, that there should be mm-hmm. a way of, you know, YouTube should be able to say, well, if there's bad language in it, you have to put a PIN number into it. 
But you see, the problem with a PIN number is once you know the PIN number, you just put it in. Oh, I know, yeah. But so if you're a kid and you, if you've overheard your, or if you, you know, let's face it, kids are very smart. Mm. They've, they, they could tell by the motion of your fingers what numbers you're putting in. Well, then they have to code. Yeah, but if I, you're changing that code every five minutes, it's not going to work. Well, we'll stay there a second because Valentina, you're on Classic Kids and Valentina, you don't believe it's the company's responsibility. It's just the parents' responsibility. Absolutely. Hi, Niall. How are you? Good. Nice to talk yeah. to you. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it's a company's um, responsibility to take care of your child's internet safety. Mm-hmm. Don't buy six-year-olds, as I said in a text, don't buy six-year-olds, tablets, phones, problem solved. Don't give them an access to internet. It's just parents' laziness, I would say. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with anything you're saying. Go on, I'm agreeing with everything. I am, I am working mom. I have three kids. I have ten and a half year old twins and a two year old. And my twins has no phones, no tablets, no access through the their PlayStation to the internet. And that's it. If they need it from school, something for a school project or something like that, they go to the library. And there, and then they can have access to internet and look up whatever they need for school. That's it. I think, Neve, that there's, there's, there's what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I said earlier on. Her children are not missing out on anything. Because, because at that age, I don't believe the internet is beneficial to an eight-year-old. I think it's greatly beneficial to 16 and 17-year-olds who are studying for leaving certs and junior certs and colleges and all their careers. Absolutely. They get all the information they want in the world. But not for yeah. an eight-year-old. There's no benefit whatsoever to the internet for an eight-year-old. No, no not at all. You, they don't need it. I mean, at the end of the day, if if your child needs something or wants something, they can come to you. You that's know, it. I mean, that's I, where they I, should I, be I'm going. Not trying to, I'm not trying to say that you know, my son is never has never looked at YouTube. Yes, he has. He did a, a, a big project on Japan earlier on in the year. He looked up loads of videos, but on my phone, not on his, because. You said it earlier, that rabbit hole. Mm. So he, first of all, he's looking into uh, something about uh, how lovely Japan is as a country. Within five clicks, he's looking at somebody killing somebody with a samurai sword because that's Japanese too, you know? Yeah, I, and this is what I'm saying. You do go down the rabbit hole, but, but Valentina, yeah. sorry, what did you say, Valentina, your children are again? Uh, they will be 11 soon. And, and, and at what point do you think it's okay or it would be responsible to allow your children because of course when they get to 13 or when they get into secondary school their friends mm-hmm. are going to be on social media you know Snapchat TikTok whatever I don't know whatever yeah. it is Instagram at what point will you say okay I, I gotta let the, the rain free now and I gotta let them do what other kids are doing oh uh, well I would say tor- between 13 and 15 okay but not definitely not before that no and I would agree with you because that's why the age limit of 13 is there on all of these social media platforms. Yeah. But of course, kids just Absolutely. lie. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Okay, yes. Okay. thank you very much, Valentina. Very responsible, Neve. Thanks very much indeed. Loads and loads of people texting in. Somebody said, oh, there's Neve again telling us how great she is. No, <laughs> she's telling you the right thing to do. Just because you can't go on an app doesn't mean that you can't go on the internet on their phone. You don't need an app to go on YouTube or Facebook or a lot of other things. You're right, you can go on to YouTube uh, through Safari or through Chrome or through whatever else it is. We understand that. Um, but obviously you can try and monitor that too if you are obviously a responsible parent. As uh, someone says, Niall, I think you're absolutely wrong. I think it's even disgusting to suggest that parents are irresponsible. Why? 
Parents are irresponsible. There are loads of irresponsible parents out there. And any parent who sits there and watches their child playing unsupervised at eight years of age on an iPad or an iPhone with full access is an irresponsible parent. Simple as. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.